Let's be real. We're not being completely honest about motherhood. Sure, we all talk about how we hate the sleepless nights, the breastfeeding, how our partner doesn't help us enough, and the toddler meltdowns. But I want to know what's going on with you. I'm Michelle Mansfield, author and founder of The Honest Mom Project. On this podcast, we're going to talk about the motherhood shit that no one talks about, not even your best friend. Come join special guests, mom friends, and myself as we share our stories with love, honesty, humor, and definitely a few appearances from my potty mouth. Let's validate what we're all going through so we can acknowledge each of our own feelings with confidence. Let's start being honest moms with each other. Welcome to the Honest Mom Podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Honest Mom Podcast. Michelle here. I hope you're doing well today. And I'm so glad that you are here with me. You're part of my family. If you've been listening from the beginning and guess what? You're part of my family. Even if you're starting to listen today, our topic today has to do with not being immediately in love with motherhood. And I will say in my notes, because I always like just get a little bit, (laughs) a little bit of structure for each episode, but in my notes, I printed them off on my computer from my computer and I had put them on my desk and I was really worried about my daughter who can read. Um, my daughter's seeing my notes, but then I'm, I really did stop and stay present and say, you know what, this is a feeling that I can share with her and that it can turn out. Okay. I mean, right on top of my notes on this paper is not immediately in love with motherhood. And I could hurt her feelings with that in some sense, and she could take it personally, but it's all about how I talk to her about it. And hopefully it would help her if she does choose to be a mother and is able to be a mother in life. And that's why I'm sharing it with you. I was afraid to say this, afraid that people would look at me and be like, whoa, does she not want to be a mom or does she not enjoy being a mom? Like, what is the deal? And I had to really stop and tell myself, no, I do love being a mother. It took me some time like a lot of things in my life, because that's just the person that I am. I live in an instant gratification world like you do. So a lot of times we think it has to happen like that, or it's not impactful or important to us, or it doesn't mean something to, you know, to us. So today I, I just wanted to be honest because I myself, I'm not being immediately in love with motherhood. And as soon as I started talking about it, it's interesting how many people came forward as well. And I knew I was going somewhere with this topic and that it needed to be talked about and it needed to be an open book and not be judged or to have you on this other end. I wanted you to feel a sense of relief and that you were a part of something and that there's nothing wrong with you. That just because you're afraid to say it out loud now doesn't mean that you won't be in the future. And I want you to have that comfort in that, even if it's not today. And I wanted you also as a mom to know that just because you're not immediately in love with your baby doesn't mean you won't be, okay? And it does mean that you're meant for motherhood. So if you are like I was at this stage of early motherhood, I wondered if I was cut out for it, if I wasn't feeling 
what I saw everyone else feeling and talking about. All right, so today's mom card drawing of the week comes from the Inspire Her pile. I'm gonna open it up with you. Let's see if it connects with this topic now. If not, you know, no big deal. Here we go. I'm opening it up. Tell me, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? And that's from Mary Oliver. I'll read that again. Tell me, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? All right, initially what that's telling me, and I may come back to this after the end of the episode, if I remember, is we have one life to live, unless you're like me and believe that we have other lives that we're living after this. But if we are living one life right now, staying present and true, let's be honest with ourselves. Let's be real, connect with who we are, connect with these feelings so we can live the life that we're meant to live. Not someone else's life, not what they're feeling, not what they're saying, not how they are seeing things and experiencing things, but how you are and connect to your one wild, amazing and precious life. All right. So my history with this, I went into it a little bit in my little intro, but I wasn't super maternal even before I became pregnant. So I was in a kind of, I thought I should have a baby. Other people are having babies. I, my mom was a mom, obviously. I grew up with a stay-at-home mom. I thought I had a mother present with me. I thought that's just what women do. I wasn't really super maternal. I loved babies. I loved, you know, other people's babies, but I wasn't like yearning and just searching and begging and pleading to have a baby. And I thought something was maybe off on that with me because I wasn't like a lot of other people. And I didn't feel comfortable for sure. Um, admitting that to anyone because they, as they are holding their newborn would probably look at me like I was crazy or I was cold hearted or maybe just, you know, not feminine. I don't know. I don't know what the adjectives are. I take my sip of coffee. So when Brooklyn was born and after the birth, I thought maybe it would happen then. Because during my pregnancy, I mean, I didn't even, half of it was I didn't feel like I was pregnant other than my belly growing. But I had a very, if you've listened to past episodes, I had a very uneventful pregnancy and very, you know, my energy was pretty good. I didn't have morning sickness. There wasn't any other than my growing belly. There wasn't this physical or emotional evidence that I was pregnant. I wasn't connecting to motherhood yet. I thought maybe when she was born, that would happen. And sure enough, I'm in the hospital and it still wasn't happening. I was obviously like looking at Brooklyn, <laughs> just in amazement that I had done that, that I had birthed a baby. I had seen so many baby story on TLC, movies, commercials, stories of other people where I was like, wow, I actually did that. And so I sat there in the hospital for the two days I was there ordering my room service and just kind of having the nurses doting on me, feeding up at all hours with the bait with Brooklyn and just still kind of numb, not numb in a dangerous sense, but just kind of like, 
oh, like I'm exhausted. You know, I just birthed a baby and I'm just kind of like, I know I'm going to be going home soon to reality. So I think I was just soaking up the unreality that, um, of being in that hospital and just being doted on the visitors I was getting and just maybe there was a little bit of fear inside of me. I don't know. I can't turn back the hands of time. And I was so delirious. I don't actually even remember. Reality definitely hadn't set in because once I went into that home of mine, opened the doors, locked it, knew I was in that house then. And it was kind of game time. It was game time, especially when my husband, after a week, went back to work. I felt really overwhelmed depressed, anxious, and I still wasn't connecting to being a mom. I definitely was not making the steps to my motherhood journey as I sat on my now famous brown couch that I talk about almost every episode. I was in survival mode. And I just was wondering when I was going to find that motherhood bliss that everyone was talking about, that I had seen when I'd visited other people's babies, that I had heard in a movie or read in a book, maybe in one of the parents' magazines or any of the stuff that I was, you know, looking at. I just wasn't feeling it yet. And I wondered if that feeling was going to last forever. I mean, I couldn't return Brooklyn, I couldn't turn back the hands of time. So what was going on? This kind of continued throughout her second year of life and even going into year three where I was a loving mother. I was connected almost like that game. Like, I don't know, like you're, you're on, it's like, you're on the stage, you're going, you're going, you're on the field, you're playing the game. You got to, you have no choice. You get pushed into the ring. That was like what I was doing. However, I wasn't the emotions that were inside of me were not of the motherhood bliss that everyone talks about, where you feel like this baby, quote unquote, completes you, that this is what you're meant to do, meant to be. And maybe those pressures and expectations were super high and I wasn't connecting to my own expectations and what I really wanted to do and the mother that I wanted to be. And I also, looking back, now that Brooklyn's nine, And I look at my relationship for the past five years with her and I realized I'm really a person that thrives off of the give and take, the back and forth, the reciprocal. I look at that for my friendships, for my marriage, for my family relationships, for anyone that I meet. Is it one-sided? Are they the ones talking all the time or are they not talking at all? And I'm the one that's talking the whole time. And I look back and it bleeds into my relationship with my daughter she, I couldn't communicate with her. I was alone with her. I talk about my Wilson volleyball, like that she was like my Wilson. There wasn't the back and forth or the give and take. I wasn't connecting in a way that worked for me. And of course I loved her. Of course, just like you love your children. But until she started to really communicate with me, I wasn't connecting with her in the way I wanted to and the way all of my relationships have gone for me in a, in a good way, the, what, what I needed out of that relationship. So if I'm swimming upstream 
if I'm insecure, unsure, crippled by something, exhausted by something, the last thing I am able to do is connect with it more. This takes time for me. Maybe you're like me too. It takes patience and grace for myself. I didn't have those things nine years ago. I also didn't have them throughout her rest of her toddlerhood. So if you're like me in any capacity, you're normal, you're good, you're okay. Keep listening so you can feel better about these feelings. I talk about the world of instant gratification and yeah, you know, the world we're living in right now. And I think especially these past two years have amplified things. We see it in our growing children. We see it in adults. We see it in even our elderly, our parents, this world of right now, everything's instant, delivered to your door, results are fast. And if they're not, oh my goodness. So I truly believe this carries through your motherhood journey. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Why am I instantly not feeling this when it, you know, the moment she or he is born and it laid on my belly, why am I not feeling this instant gratification? And this instant gratification can be dangerous. And yes, it does happen for some people. Some people definitely find that instant connection. That's them. But me and perhaps you, maybe it takes some time and that's okay. That actually is great because that's your story. The love is still there, but you need those building blocks, those experiences, learning about yourself, learning about your child to connect with them more. And don't listen to what society loves to make us small or your best friend who doesn't mean to do that, but they, but she, you know, they have their own story. Don't listen to what they tell you. If your best friend's on the couch next to you with her new baby and just is gooing and guying, be happy for her, be excited for her, but don't allow that to make you feel that something's wrong with you because your story isn't the same. Gosh, how boring would it be if we all had the same story? If we all sat there talking about our babies and how beautiful and how this and that, and I love it. And I'm, I'm just, I can't imagine doing anything else. It's so great to bleed in other stories, experiences for us all to understand one another and not judge and not to have this perfectionism, this perfect painting in front and that pressure to do that that gives us anxiety and really brings us to a level that we shouldn't be at with motherhood. We should sit comfortably with our feelings, with our, just, you know, think of that yoga position, that easy seated position where you're grounded, you're confident, you're sitting tall, all right? You're not tense, you're at peace, you're allowing the light inside of you. And that is allowing other stories to come in meeting other women, hearing, telling other stories so we can all feel like we're in on the same team, but some really interesting and cool stories to tell. So connect with your story, connect with your here and now, connect with your healing and just allow yourself to mentally and physically heal. And then it may be really hard to connect with being a mom in the capacity that you may want to be. Connect with your goals and your strengthening. Strengthening in the sense of, you know, think of, I'm a fitness um, instructor, as you may or may not know. 
my daughter was sore yes the other day from a trampoline park and I had to explain to her that that soreness and the tearing of the muscles and the rebuilding and getting stronger that maybe at that point you feel weak you feel like you're in pain <laughs> but in reality inside you're getting stronger you go through those hard challenges and those hard times to get stronger and that takes time. Those muscles take time to build and to grow. So while you're doing that, think of that with your motherhood. All right. All right. One of my favorite things this week, IQ Mix. You've heard me possibly talk about IQ bars. So if you go to eatiqbar.com, you'll find the bars that I love that actually taste amazing and are good for your brain, your mood, amazing ingredients, low sugar, you know, all that. They have a new drink mix in four different flavors, IQ Mix, lemon, lime, blood orange, blueberry, pomegranate, and peach mango. Think hydration, clarity, and mood adaptogens, lion's mane, magnesium, and electrolytes. So if you're so bored with water like I am, if you work out or if even if you don't work out and you're just trying to fuel yourself with that water and you're like, yeah, so boring, try the IQ Mix. Link will be in the show notes. So my brutally honest moment with this topic of not being immediately in love with motherhood was, is, <laughs> I wasn't sure if I wanted to be a mom. I wasn't in any pregnancy bliss, like I said, or longing for my baby to arrive. And even when she did, I was in a daze, unable to connect with her the way so many told me they did. I would hold her, stare at her, waiting for the magic to just happen one day. And it wasn't. It took years for me but I wouldn't change a damn thing because my relationship with my daughter is incredible. So the path I had to take to get me where I am, I cherish that. I cherish our connection with my, I cherish my connection with Brooklyn. I water and grow it daily. I work hard on myself every damn day so I can be a woman, a mother that wants to do this. And I didn't have that energy or drive when I was mentally exhausted, not sleeping for an entire year. Actually, if you want to, I've said this before, she didn't sleep until she was like five throughout the night. Uh, that included those wonderful night terrors they get when they're toddlers. So I just, I was not in a place that I am these last like few years where I could be mentally and physically there to be a strong mom that I wanted to be. And I'm so glad that I took time because it's never, never too late. I am um, providing some information in my show notes. I found a wonderful woman, Heather Chauvin, and she is in the show notes with her Instagram handle. She is a coach. She has a book out calling, it's called Dying to Be a Good Mother, How I Dropped the Guilt and Took Control of My Parenting and My Life. She has the, um, emo it's called the Emotionally Uncomfortable Podcast. You could find that anywhere you listen to podcasts. And I will have all the ways to connect with her. She is a great, real, raw, true source with a voice that you can definitely connect with. And she talks about what we're talking about today 
amongst many other things, but it's so great to find these other voices to make you feel normal and that you're a good mom, that you want to be a mom. I know we shouldn't totally rely on outside sources to fuel us, but it does help us to just release the expectations that aren't ours, the goals that aren't ours and connect with what we're doing and to give us a little bit of a hug and a, you're not alone feeling. We need that. Sometimes we need those friends around us. And even if that's on a podcast, an Instagram page or a book, we're all here for each other. And I hope you know that I'm here for you. So today we're cutting it a little shorter than normal. I'm, I have a good goal today to make it less than a half an hour, and I think I'm going to make it. <laughs> so our closing inspiration and source, I actually had a hard time finding some good inspiration out there, inspirational quotes. And I sat there, I'm like, I'm a writer. I'm going to make my own quote up. So this is me. This is from me. Just because something isn't instant doesn't mean it isn't growing and will bloom when it's ready. This goes for motherhood as well. You were reborn on the day your baby was born. You are unique, even more unique now. Honor the timing, the growth, and what you will need along the way to get where you are meant to be. All right, I hope you enjoy that quote and I hope you feel normal. I hope you realize that eventually you will find what brings you joy in motherhood you will find and write your own story. You will connect with your own goals. You will connect with your child, your children in very unique ways because your child is different from other children. You are different from other mothers. You are both unique and you gotta find your dance together. And it doesn't matter. Think of a dance floor. How annoying would it be if you're trying to have that dance with your child you know, think of ballroom dancing, that beautiful ballroom dancing. And you've got like a mom on the left jamming into you and hitting you and trying to cut in. You got another kid screaming and ripping your child away from you. And all of these outside sources trying to get in your dance. You'd be like, back off. Like this is between the two of us. So think of that when it comes to your motherhood journey and how you will connect with it. Okay, more to come. I'm going to find an awesome guest to talk more about this topic. So stay tuned for that. I am so glad that you're still with me and connecting with this podcast. Some of you have started to email me and send me messages on Instagram. I'm going to attempt Pinterest pretty soon because I heard that's a mama search engine. So you may find me there. I'll let you know. Um, I would love to hear from you in any way. So please know that I'm here. Oh, I forgot my someone failed to mention topic. Um, so here I am improvising. Let's see, what is my timing at? Oh, I'm good. I'm only at 20 minutes. Okay, you know, I gotta add my someone failed to mention that I would have that, I would have that motherhood bliss that everyone either told me about or I saw that. Okay, hang on, starting over. Someone failed to mention that I wouldn't have that motherhood bliss that everyone either told me about or I saw in movies. No one told me that for me, it would take time to truly connect with Brooklyn. And that was okay. 
my timeline was the right timeline. Someone failed to mention to ignore other women's stories of how much they loved motherhood from the moment they became pregnant or the moment their baby was born. Like it was this natural physical change that happens to all humans. And if it didn't, that must mean something is wrong with you, that you may not be maternal, that you may not be a good mom. Someone failed to mention that all was wrong, <laughs> that you are a good mother, even if you aren't in bliss the moment your gooey baby leaves your vagina, that it may take months, even years to truly connect to why you love being a mom that it is a journey to create the motherhood road and write the unique story that is yours. Sometimes it isn't magical and it isn't bliss like anything in life. And it's not the best thing that's ever happened to you. And that's okay. You love your baby. You're finding your own way and you'll get there. All right. So again, in conclusion, disconnect from other people's stories, start writing your own, no, there isn't a wrong answer story or way you bond with your child. No one needs to know it. It's yours. Be proud of how you're getting there and you will get there. All right. So thank you so much for listening. I am under 25 minutes. Love it. I'm going to try to attempt that from now on because sometimes I ramble. I need to reel it in. I know our time is valuable. So I just want to thank you for listening today. Thank you for sharing this episode with anyone that you feel needs it. I would love, love, love guest suggestions. They keep coming in and I love it. And I look forward to connecting with you again next week with another episode of the Honest Mom Podcast. Until then, make one small step towards your honest motherhood. Thank you so much for listening to the Honest Mom Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review or comment so I can give you the content you deserve. To learn more, including what I offer to moms, check out michellemansfieldauthor.com. Most importantly, if you know a mom that needs to hear the words you heard today, please share the love and let's create a community of moms being honest for all of us.